This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Hey, good morning, everyone. How are you doing? No, really, how are you doing? Do you have your oxygen mask on? Are you taking care of yourself first in order to take care of those around you? Coach Chris Cotton here from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching, where we work hard to support your auto repair shop success. As you get into today's episode, you may know someone in your network who can benefit from today's topic, so please take time to share personally or through your social network. If you have an idea for a show topic or just want to talk, feel free to get with me at chris at autofixsos.com. Let's get started with episode 71, Leadership Gold, Chapter 8, Leader's First Responsibility is to Define Reality. A couple quick questions before we do, though. How are your application exercises going? Are you actively mentoring others around you? I sure hope so. A leader's first responsibility is to define reality. One of the first questions in this chapter is you can't define what you don't see. And for those of you out there that are familiar with Jack Jack Welch, uh, he wrote a book called Straight from the Gut. And in it, he has six rules for successful leadership. Number one, control your destiny or someone else will. Two, face reality as it is, not as it was or as you wish it were. Three, be candid with everyone. Four, don't manage, lead. Five, change before you have to. And six, if you don't have a competitive advantage, don't compete. And if you haven't listened to the one I did on chapter seven, we go into a little bit more deeper discussion on some of those. So you might want to go back and listen to number seven or excuse me, episode 70, Um, Leadership Gold Chapter 7, if you haven't done so yet. So one of the things in this chapter is vision is not equal to fantasy. And one of the pitfalls that can stop potential leaders is the desire to focus on vision to the detriment of facing reality. I have shop owners come to me all the time. Chris, I've been doing it the same way for 35 years, and I thought I could continue the next 35 years doing it the same way. And then we get into it a little bit deeper, and one of my questions is, when did you get this feeling like things weren't going to continue the same? And they're like, a couple years ago. And my question to that is, is if you knew things needed to change a couple years ago, why wait? Why so long? Um, And usually it's because we're in a denial or fantasy world about, about how things are magically going to get together or get better and things like that. The thing to remember is, it's good leaders are both visionary and realistic. Okay. Uh, Maxwell has a, a book called the 17 indisputable laws of teamwork. In that book, it says the team can make adjustments when it knows where it stands. You know, in other words, reality is the foundation for positive change. If you don't face reality, then you'll not be able to make necessary changes. For me personally, I'm a super optimistic person, but I also know when the winds of change are coming. And I feel like I see that pretty good. If you're optimistic like I am and you naturally encourage people, you may need to take extra care to look reality in the eye and keep yourself grounded. And so in the book, he gives you three things to think about to continually cast a realistic eye on. Number one, the situation is often worse than you think it is. Number two, the process, it usually takes longer than you think it will. And the price, it always costs more than you think. I have a lot of people that come to me as a coach and say, hey, Chris, 
Things have been broke for five, six years. I'm about a month from going out of business. I need you to help me. That goes back to the process. It usually takes longer than you think. We can do a lot of things in a month if you get in and start changing stuff immediately and don't fight. But if you're the person that has to be convinced every step along the way of what to do, and it takes two months to convince you to do one thing, then we're out of time. So I really want you to think about that one. It usually takes longer than you think. That first one, the situation is often worse than you think. That's true, but it never always gets worse, right? There's a point at some point where things start to turn and things go in your favor. If you lack realism today, then you may lack credibility with others tomorrow. Facing current reality is often nasty, but necessary. You have to pull your head out of the clouds and move the business forward. There's a quote by Peter Drucker. A time of turbulence is a dangerous time, but its greatest danger is a temptation to deny reality. In order to guard from that danger, how do you define reality? And in here we have six questions. What is reality in this situation? Do others agree with my assessment? It's number one. Number two, can I identify each issue? Can I break down reality to better understand it? Number three, can the issues be fixed? Separate the solvable from the unsolvable. Number four, what are the options? Establish a game plan. Am I willing to follow the game plan? My commitment as a leader is essential. Number six, will my leadership team follow the game plan? Their commitment as leaders is also essential. And once you ask those questions of yourself, it forces you to look realistically at the issues rather than glossing over and putting a positive spin on them. As leaders, what you do or don't do always has consequences, right? Uh, You can try to maintain an unrealistic outlook or lifestyle, but someday you'll have to pay a realistic price for it. There is no avoiding it. Someday all bills come due. The ability to define reality as a leader means embracing realistic thinking so that we can see the consequences of our actions further and with greater clarity than those around us. If everybody around you has, has their head in the cloud, you've got to pull yourself out and make sure that you're living in the reality world. And why is that important? When you're a leader, other people are depending on you. Like you're in a repair shop, your family depends on you, all of your employees depend on you, but all of your employees' families depend on you. AutoLeap is a cloud-based, all-in-one auto repair software that helps to keep complete track of your business, from scheduling appointments to managing technicians to generating invoices. Supercharge your growth with AutoLeap. Customers that fully adopt AutoLeap see the following benefits in their first year. 30% revenue growth, with top customers seeing over 100% growth. 75% decrease in no-shows, allowing you to service more customers. Three times increase in positive Google reviews, leading to stronger online presence. 50% time saved on administrative tasks, driving increase in operational efficiency. Do it all with AutoLeap. Key features and functions include estimates, invoices, scheduling, Google reviews, inspections, communication, QuickBooks, reporting. Get in touch with AutoLeap to see how you can transform your auto repair shop. For a limited time, if you schedule a demo, sign up with AutoLeap and they will waive the $250 implementation fee. And so the next section is guarding against unrealistic thinking. Number one is admit my weakness. Just as a person facing a drinking problem is helped by going to an AA meeting saying, I'm an alcoholic, you have to confess to others, I am an unrealistic person. By admitting, 
Admitting my weakness is a first step toward recovery. You can't define reality if you won't face reality. You have to look it in the eyes and overcome it. Number two, embrace realistic people. The old saying, birds of a feather flock together is true. You know, you should want to be around people who are like you. That's why peer groups are outstanding. If you are not with a coach and not doing or not participating, engaging in a peer group, and you said, Chris, or I said, you, you need to participate in one or the other and you don't want to do coaching, do the peer group. If you can't afford to do both, one over the other, and you can only do one or you can't afford the coaching, get in the peer group. Peer groups are amazing. They will help you. Those people understand you. They are your people. Uh, you know, get in one, get involved. There are a ton of them out there, and there's some more coming, but we can't really talk about that yet. Uh, you know, again, be around people that are like you. You know, you need people to complete you, to be strong where you're weak. An effective leadership team has members who complement one another. I use this, it sounds like we're talking about big businesses a lot, but use your connect your connections and network to turn your leadership team into a bigger team. Again, if you're networking, if you have a peer group, you can always reach out to those people and ask for advice. Say, hey, this is what I'm experiencing. Have you ever done that? If so, how did you fix it? Okay. Number three, ask for honesty from others. All leaders need to have a group of people around them who will tell them what they really think, not what they need to hear, but what they really need to think. They don't need a bunch of yes men and yes women. The only way a leader will get honest feedback is by asking for it and by treating people well when they actually give it. Again, your peer group. Um, I've seen some crazy stuff happen in a peer group. I've broken down and cried in one of the, the groups I was in as a shop owner. I've seen people rally around them through sickness and health and wealth and good times and bad times. Those people should be the people to put their arm around you one minute and then give you a little punch in the gut the next minute. The big thing when you're asking for honesty from others, though, is most leaders aren't secure enough to ask for it and respond without defensiveness. That's sometimes when you go to a group in a peer group or peer meeting or just in general, you're asking for people's input, but you come with your answers from a source of emotion and you can't let the emotion uh, ruin the experience. Sometimes you don't want to hear the truth, even though you need to. The reality is that many people don't want to face reality. That's why it's a good idea. That's why it's a good idea to ask others to help us out. Um, number four. Invite fresh eyes to check me out. It's amazing what you don't see when you're in a familiar environment. When you're doing something, this includes me. Like I have, sometimes I have a little bit of difficulty pulling myself out, not generally, but anytime you talk to somebody outside of your organization, somebody that doesn't have an emotional attachment, uh, that's why what I do works so well for shop owners and other people in general. I don't have an emotional attachment to all the BS going on in your business. I can look at it from the numbers. I can listen to the stories that I'm told and I can give you an honest, unemotional opinion. And this is not an advertisement for myself, but the best way to get fresh eyes to check you out, if you don't have a peer group or don't have somebody to trust on rely on is to get an outside culture consultant to come in, observe and tell you what they see. But you also have to value what they have to say. Defining reality is a starting point for good leadership. 
It's it's like finding you're here on a map. I love this. Um, when I'm talking about painting a story, there's nothing better than going to a hiking trail map and saying you are here. That way you know exactly where you're at. You have to find out where your you are here point is before you can try to get where you're going. Um, there's a book by Jim Collins called Good to Great. And the quote is, you absolutely cannot make a series of good decisions without first confronting the brutal facts. Never forget the way you define reality determines where and how you lead, and where and how you lead determines where your followers end up. In other words, a lot is depending on it. So here's your application exercises. Number one, determine what kind of thinker are you. On a scale of one, realism or realistic, to ten, optimistic, where are you? Do you naturally think and speak in terms of best-case scenarios or worst-case scenarios? Now ask your friends, colleagues, and your spouse to rate you. If you're highly optimistic or highly optimistic, others might call you unrealistic. You need to create systems in your life to keep you from leading your followers in the wrong direction. Number two, who speaks truth in your life? All leaders need people around them who are willing to speak hard truths. Who will tell you what you need to hear? If you have people who do that, affirm them for it and ask them to continue to do so. If you don't, find some. You don't need people who will knock you down, just people who will help you stay down to earth. Number three, where do you need a reality check? If you're not seeing positive results in an area you're leading, use the list of questions in the chapter to help to see if you are looking at the situation realistically. Ask yourself these questions. What is reality in this situation? And do others agree with my assessment? Can I identify each issue? Can I break down reality to better understand it? Can the issues be fixed? Separate the solvable from the unsolvable? What are the options? Establish a game plan. Am I willing to follow the game plan? My commitment as a leader is essential. And finally, will my leadership team follow the game plan? Their commitment as leaders is also essential. And finally, the mentoring moment for this week. I really, really hope that you're working on these items and I really, really hope that you're getting better at the application exercises for yourself and spending time mentoring others. So the mentoring moment is invite the people you're mentoring to ask you hard questions about the realities of your leadership. Be direct and genuine in your response, not emotional, and then turn the tables. Ask them about the realities of their current leadership situation. And by asking those follow-up questions and offering insights, from your own experience, help them to sort out which things cannot be changed and which can be redefined through effective leadership. Help them talk through a plan for changing what can be changed for the betterment of the people and the organization. So there's a lot of work in there. Hopefully you're keeping caught, caught up. That's why I'm doing two of these and then typically giving you a couple in between to work on them. Okay. Have a great day, everybody. I hope you're doing wonderful. This has been Coach Chris Cotton from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching. If you find yourself struggling in your auto repair business or have a feeling like you don't know what you don't know, but you're eager to learn and grow your business, then please feel free to reach out to me. Chris at AutoFixSOS.com or give me a call 940-400-1008. Time to get out and rise and grind, everybody. You've been listening to The Weekly Blitz with Coach Chris Cotton on the AftermarketRadioNetwork.com. Follow Chris on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Chris is all for advancing the aftermarket.